0: Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. I am your host, the one and the only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy AJ Johnson. What's up, buddy? How are you on this beautiful April 14th day? I know you probably don't want to hear this,
1: but uh your hair's looking kind of nice, man. It's kind of going have... into its own.
0: I don't <laughs> appreciate being lied to.
1: I'm I not. I, I like. That's not what I planned on starting with. That wasn't how I expected to answer your question. But I looked at you and like thought about last week when the conversation was all it, about your hair and how weird it was. And it's kind of growing into something nice, bro. I'm just saying. If, I'm just. Saying. If I
0: turn my head, if I turn my head this way, it doesn't look that nice. So I'm just not going to turn my head that way then. And honestly, I just I forgot turn to turn my, my head, you, back bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot <laughs> to put my hat back on. So this is what you're getting. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the rough cut sports cast. Thank you for, this is big. This is big time. We have moved to eight thirty. Okay. This is a, a decision that Amy and I came together on. We were like, you know what? How can we get this show to be bigger? How can we make this show? Like how can we get to the next level? And we were like, you know what? Why don't we get it to 8.30 and then the preparation for the show could be even more so that when 8.30 rolls around, you beautiful people that are watching tune in and see an absolute spectacular, a show like you've never seen before. Although you you probably got – you got that at 8 o'clock, but now it is bigger. It is better. And we're on YouTube, okay? We are on we are. YouTube now. We now stream on Facebook. We stream on Twitter. And now we stream on the Tubes, man. We are everywhere. And you do not want to miss a single second of this great show. AJ, you talked about my hair this to start the show. But I want to know how you are doing, sir.
1: Wednesday, man. You know, the the, the opening, the intro hit again. You know, the song started playing and I actually started bobbing a little bit. And I think it's because every day, every Friday, the show ends and then I have to go Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, not giving the wonderful people sports content the way I like to. And and it feels like something's missing. So today the music started hitting and I just started going. I was it. So I'm doing good now. I'm doing good. Got a good show. I'm excited for it. It's gonna be a good week we're doing some big things at the rough cut i don't want to step on your toes so i'll let you tell them about all the big things but i'm really excited at our direction and our trajectory one and only vinnie milani was that a good answer did i nail it yeah you pick, in the front pick me pick me pick me, pick you, me. You, you you in the front
0: yes i never get picked you <laughs> brought up something aj you brought Whoa. up the fact we, – we go, we go Saturday, we go Sunday, we go Monday, Tuesday without content, without putting stuff out there, without, without being able to talk with our beautiful people, without, without not being able to talk with our beautiful fans, I should say. Right, right, right. But we did a thing. We did a thing this past these past couple days. We created Uh-oh. a TikTok page. We created <laughs> a rough cut TikTok page, okay? I know this yeah. might sound crazy. You, ch- you probably have the same reaction as AJ does. Either you have that <laughs> reaction or you laugh or you have the reaction like, what the hell is a TikTok? Well, I'll yeah. tell you, okay? If you go and download the TikTok app and search for the rough cut on there, you will find us and this is an app this this app is where you will get daily content from us where we're just talking about just our takes. Like like when the Sam Darnold news broke on that Monday, we didn't have a show until Wednesday. You didn't get rough cut content until month until Wednesday. As the news broke, you, you're probably like, you know, I wonder what Vinny and AJ think of this. Maybe I wanted one. I wonder what Dylan thinks of this. The smoothest voice in sports casting. I might wonder what Aaron is thinking about. This is where where do you he can put his one that. vote. exactly hey watch out watch your mouth he's my best friend okay but now we have a tiktok and this is the place where we are going to be able to give you that up-to-date content where you say okay sam darnold gets traded to the jets vinny has ties to the jets you're gonna hear a big time sam darnold take right away aj dropped his atlanta falcons take today on there go check it out tiktok at the rough cut on there, download the app. Even if you want to just get us, okay, you don't even have to watch the other nonsense that's on TikTok. Just follow us. Okay. And with that being said, AJ, if we're going down the route of paying the bills, I need you to do me that favor and load up those beautiful fingers and tell them where they can follow us at. Well, first and foremost, at
1: rough cut underscore sports on Twitter, on Facebook at RoughCut Sports, we are on the way to a thousand over eight hundred now. Thank you, you wonderful viewers. You on Instagram at the RoughCut SportsCast at YouTube at RoughCut SportsCast. All the videos that you miss if you don't get to see the show live, head over there, watch the clips, get caught up. And Vinny, tell everybody.
0: I realized I was muted. I'm yeah. sorry. Tell everybody, everybody. And of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your your sports memorabilia needs. Sorry, guys. I'm feeling a little under the weather today. My brain is like super light. I'm just it, it's a lot going on up here. But we thank our beautiful sponsor at Halftime Sports Collectibles. When we reach that 1,000 likes on Facebook, 1,000 follows on the Big FB, we will be giving you guys the chance of a lifetime, okay? It was decided between us at the Rough Cut that we wanted to do something really, really special. And last week we said, hey, we will pick the prize of the sport, and you will have the chance to choose which sport, and then we'll give you that prize we've picked out. No, 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 no. We have decided yeah. that we are going to let you, the viewer, if you are selected in this great prize in this great contest that we're doing, you will be able to select a prize from Halftime Sports Collectibles that we will purchase ourselves, okay? This is huge. You, this is I mean, you're getting the pick you're getting to choose what signed memorabilia you want. You a Jags fan, you can get that signed DJ chart cleat, okay? That's huge. True. But But this is very important. You don't get entered into the contest uh, if you don't share the page, okay? You got to invite those friends. You got to screenshot it. You got to DM us that screenshot, okay? So you can be entered into the prize, into the contest. It's the race to 1K, baby. We're on the road. We're on the highway there. Screenshot your uh, your invites, and we will receive them, and you will be entered into the 1K contest. It's at least 10
1: friends you got to invite at least 10 friends to be entered in the contest. So invite those friends before you uh, hit invite, show us the screenshots, put it in the DMS. We'll figure out the way we're going to randomly choose a wonderful winner. And I was on those prizes and I'm actually going to create my burner account soon and uh, invite 10 (laughs) friends so that way I can get in there. What a cheater. I'm not a cheater. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's, that's how it goes. And while we're here, shout out to everybody in the chat. Welcome in Bailey, who's with us day in and day out. Welcome back, Dante. Haven't seen you in a while, buddy, in the show. We miss you. Glad you're here. Chris, we gained that fan. He's here all the time. I'm about it. Michael Sherman, the professor. We are collaborating with them on NFL Draft Coverage Week. So look for us on Broad Street South Friday of the draft. I think that's April 30th, that night. That's going to be a good time. Hey, Ms. Diane, how you doing? Okay, that's good to see you. my grandmother-in-law,
0: man. That's my grandmother-in-law, and of course there's Halftime Sports Collectibles joining the chat as well because they, I mean that's how close we are with Halftime Sports Collectibles. They help us, we help them. This isn't just like some random partnership. That's not what we do here at at the Rough Cut, okay? And speaking of big-time partnerships, we've collaborated with Yeti, okay? This is official, I mean, we announced it last week, but this is the official collab with Yeti the number one place to get your drink where I mean it's getting to the summertime guys and, the, and you're going to need to keep those drinks cold you head into the beach on a nice day you bring that Yeti cooler you bring that Yeti drink and guess what Mother's day is right around the corner and Yeti is giving us special to the rough cut. Okay. They're giving us the chance for you to get custom monogrammed cups from Yeti in honor of their mother's day sale. AJ, I'm not sure. Let me just double check on the dates of this here. It goes from Thursday through April 20th. Bingo. (laughs) This is why I ask you these questions, man. April 15th through the 20th, get your customizable Yeti cups for the, the customization for free. Once you purchase that Yeti cup and use the link on our page to do that, to help and support the show. But now that we've paid the bills, okay, now that we've paid the Ooh. bills, we have so a great good- yeah. show. Adam. We are talking basketball. AJ is fired up the season and you see it in the caption. The season is getting hot, red, hot, red, red, hot, 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 hot. And, hot, <laughs> And we we came together about a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, somewhere like that. And I was like, AJ, you were a chef. You were a cook. You were you were in the kitchen all the time. We need that to was. make a segment regard like that revolves around Chef AJ. So coming up in a little bit, we are going to be getting into Chef AJ's kitchen, and we are going to be cooking up, engaging the temperature on some NBA teams and whether their, their, their playoff statuses. Okay. Nice burp there. I caught that one there. I caught that one. Yeah. I I was like,
1: that wasn't going to help. Yeah. I was like, I I thought like that's when people are (laughs) live. It doesn't do anything for the audio. I was like, yeah, that's a, I got that deep booming voice. You know, it's going to come out regardless.
2: You you got my
1: voice. The link for the Yeti is going in the chat. So feel free to in the, in the comments. So if you need them, they are there hit that uh, link and you will be able to go ahead and go over, check out all the Yetiware. wear. Uh, feel free to grab something monogrammed
0: for someone special. The link is in the chat. Go on, and again, sir. And again, it's summertime. You, this is like the, this is the time to capitalize on those sales to prep yourself for all the beach going that you're about to do during the summer. But AJ last week, you, you helped me, you helped us, the show debut really? a hit segment the fast five and this really? is where we give the headlines the recent headlines from the week that was sports without the rough cut and I feel like it's my turn to do yeah. to do you a solid here okay I oh, myself oh, okay. will take over the fast five let me just uh
1: I'm excited you know I got, got a you timer need? you got the Mario right you got the Mario or
0: I've got the Mario are you ready
1: it? Because, uh, you know, we got to make sure, you know, it sounds all good, you know. <laughs>
0: you know, you know, throwback here. You know, throwback here. Timer on the ready. I know, want... <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Ready? You got this? Three, I'm excited. Two, I'm ready. I'm about it. Here we go. Here we go. NHL trade deadline has come and gone, and the biggest move is involving Taylor Hall going to the Boston Bruins. This is a move that I said the Boston Bruins needed to make. They get not only a good goal scorer, but look at this play. You get a great playmaker in Boston there. And then another trade that happened that I love, the Columbus Blue Jackets lost captain Nick Foligno. He's heading to Toronto. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the best signing uh, or best trade from the trade deadline, Nick Foligno to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was the heart and soul of Columbus. They're going to miss him. In other news in the hockey world, Jack Eichel will be missing the rest of the season. He has a uh, a herniated disc. This is not good news for Buffalo. Big time loss. And Julian Edelman retired in the NFL. After 11 seasons in the NFL, he ends with 6,800 yards, 36 touchdowns, and three Super Bowl rings. Is he a Hall of Famer, guys? Is Julian Edelman, three-time Super Bowl champion, a Hall of Famer? I don't know. And Jadavian Clowney has a new home in Cleveland with the Browns. He signed a one-year, $10 million deal. And, hey, we're talking NBA today, guys. And this quote here from Baxter Holmes talking about the injuries and the health of the NBA players. I think that was 120. Was that not 120? Am I clocked?
1: You had five seconds to spare. You're at 125. We're oh, going wow. to 90 seconds. whatever.
0: Oh, there we okay. go. There we go. So I had. When you got to seconds, 30 seconds,
1: it was like, huh? Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: He's not gonna Just make rolling. it. Just rolling. through it. But I wanted. I wanted to bring up the 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 quote here uh, that I got from um from Baxter Holmes on uh from from Twitter. He's a beat writer for the NBA. He was talking about the the season and how big of a mess it's been and. Pretty much everyone in the NBA has talked about how this condensed schedule, these back-to-back games, are hurting players here. And I have the quote here. He says, NBA GMs and team health officials fear the compressed schedule is leading to a rash of injuries and that player health is reaching a boiling point. That, my friend, is scary. And that's how we'll segue into our basketball talk here, AJ. I got to ask you, man, this crazy schedule that's been happening, the injuries that have been taking place – Is this a tough look for the NBA?
1: I don't think it is. Um, It's, you know, it's sad circumstances of what's going on in the NBA, but a lot of the leagues have had to deal with it. I mean, these shortened schedules, the NFL is the only ones who really kind of caught a break. They're extending a schedule in a time where every other league is having to do something different. But, you know, I think it comes down more to not having an actual offseason the way they did. You know, they cut last season short, uh, broke it up into two because of the way the season ended because of COVID. And then after the season ended late September, I think it was at that point, and then they started back up in December. So, you know, they didn't have their traditional rookie camps. They didn't have their traditional um, off-season workouts, things that you would normally have season to season. And I think that has a lot to do with it. The 72 games, sure, you're, you're playing 10 less and you're trying to fit it into a smaller amount of time, but they've done this thing before where they've had back-to-backs. They've done it where they've had three games back to back to back for a schedule that had to change before. And this wasn't the case. So I just kind of, I think it's just bad luck, so to speak. And I think once they get over the hump at the end of this season, you know, they're still ending it kind of late, but starting the new season where they normally would. I think next season you'll see a a lot more teams not having these scares. The problem is it's a lot of big names and names that you're excited about that are getting these injuries. And that's what's making the story happen, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it it definitely has to hurt him in a in a in a season where money's not coming in as 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 much as it would in a full season, and you're losing your big time stars. No one's gonna want to watch a game without. I mean, maybe maybe you want to watch a game a game without LeBron James, but I mean that is your that's your big ticket. I mean, these guys are going down. Big name guys are going down, and something else that the NBA all through this COVID season, there's been a lot of talk about this play-in the, this play-in tournament that honestly when you brought it up to me it was kind of news to me I I didn't even I, I didn't even really look into how the NBA was doing their playoff setup but Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks brought this quote up uh talking about just the season and just the the play-in round being not the best let's 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 see what Luka had to say I
2: mean, obviously we're trying to get a hit uh I don't understand the idea of playoff playing. You play 72 games uh, to get in the playoffs and then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. Uh, So I don't see the point of that. But uh, we're just trying here to get to the sixth spot. And I
1: think that's our goal right now.
0: So obviously... He's not happy about the play-in round. What are your thoughts on this on this new play-in round type of style basketball that you're going to end up seeing? That's obviously different than uh, years past.
1: Luka Doncic should be ashamed of himself. The only reason, the only reason that he is chirping about this is because they are sitting on the bubble and looking at playing in the play-in tournament. This isn't news. This isn't new. They haven't brought this up all of a sudden. This wasn't sprung on anybody. This playing tournament was set from the before the end of last season. Once they put it in the bubble and teams and players and fans loved it, they were like, We're going to go forward with this. I love the idea of the playing tournament. I think it's a great idea to really decide if one of the things the NBA wants to do in the future is having like an interseason tournament, sort of like soccer does, you know, with, with NBA really trying to become a global game. They're trying to do things like the FA Cup that they do in soccer, you know, and have a tournament that lays outside of the regular season. This is a little, very small scale of how that could work. And I think this is a great idea because when you look at a lot of the teams, the, the standings are so jumbled. They're so, the standings themselves are compressed not so much in the Eastern Conference, okay? You look at the Eastern Conference and you, you got your top three or four teams and then the rest of the teams, you know, they, they are few and far between. And then you get down to that play-in tournament spot, the seven to tens, and those teams don't really matter. But in the Western Conference, we're trying to pull it up. I've got so much things going on on my uh, computer here. <laughs> on the In the Western Conference, it's been like this year in and year out. You get your top three teams. And then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are always so close together. When you look at the play-in teams uh, in the Western Conference, the Mavericks at seven, down to the Warriors at ten, you're talking about three and a half games. You can't tell me that you know the Mavericks are a cut above the rest when it comes to a team like the Warriors, who has Steph Curry playing like a madman, Kelly Oubre finally getting into his own, and a Draymond Green who's been there before, a Steve Kerr who knows how to teach through these things. So when it comes to the Western Conference, sure, you know, you're in the playing tournament. You played 72 games, which is 10 less, by the way. So, yeah, these extra two games you might have to play shouldn't really be a factor. And if it is, win. Win the game. You win the game and you're in. and you're That's just like anything else. So I don't see an issue with it. I like it. I think it gives a heightened expense. I look at this as the start of the playoffs, not something before the playoffs. It's not a
0: separate entity to me. But what 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 about the, the, the fact that like you lose two games and you're out? Like like Lucas said, you, you lose two games and, and you're done. And obviously like just win those games, yeah. But this is obviously different than than a seven game it, series. It, it's
1: it's hard for people to accept change. I get it, but this is an addition to what they want the playoffs to be. There are teams there's like think about last year, the Suns who are now in the two-seed in the Western Conference, they have been a different team since the bubble started last year. They came into the bubble, went 8-0, and the only undefeated team in the playing games, and then they were bounced out. They didn't get the playoffs because of some seeding issues. Stuff like that happens to these teams all the time. Stuff like a bad injury in the midseason that has you lose to a team you normally would beat by 20 and puts you down out of the playoffs. So something like this that gives every team sitting in that range. And again, this isn't the first year you look at those standings and see six, seven, eight, nine, ten so close together. That happens every single year in the Western Conference. So it gives those teams who are sitting at a nine, who are sitting at a 10 a chance to say, hey, let me prove it. You know, we're sitting on the outside. Let me let's get this little playing tournament and you show me that you deserve the eight seed or show me that I deserve to be bounced out. You can't say anything to me if we play that one game and you're out you have two chances to win. If, so if you lose one game, you're not out immediately. Now you know what you got to do. You got to step up and get
2: the bet. MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences, register using code champion 200 and win $200 in free bets. When you place a $10 money line wager on any major league baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bets outcome, enjoy baseball like never before with bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long, download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code champion 200 to win two $200 when you bet 10 bucks on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call one eight 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 five three two thirty five hundred.
0: W. Got to work hard, and you Get gotta right you up. gotta earn it. I mean, this is this is it. You gotta. I feel like, I feel like in both situations where you either whether you play a seven game series or whether you play single elimination, you have to earn it. And it's it's the same it's the yeah. same concept. It is yeah. the same concept here where you just have to earn. Uh, where you have to earn your championship. You have to earn your advancement yeah. in the playoffs. So, are, are you ready to put your chef hat on?
1: I wish I had it with me. I was looking for it, and uh then I remembered that I always just wore actual caps anyway. So
0: <laughs> chef had his own, baby. There you go. Chef there you go. Own, <laughs> so let's enter. Let's enter your chef's kitchen, AJ's kitchen here, and let's let's kind of t- can you? I'll let you kind of explain this graphic here. There's a lot happening mm-hmm. when you enter Chef AJ's kitchen here, and you, and you're cooking up a steak here. What are the rules of these NBA teams and you're cooking up these NBA teams? You know, don't it make you
1: sad when you hear people talk about a good steak and they're like, oh man, I love it. Well done, cooked in, brown on the inside. Nothing of that, <sighs> yeah, horrible. That's the bottom of the barrel. That's how we do. We're talking well done, it's stick a fork in them or, you know, if you can. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> those are the teams that I don't think they have a chance. There's nothing really to worry about here. I don't think they're going to make any noise. They're just a team that people were hoping for, and here we are with a month out of the season, and we're going to be seeing them regress even more. You move up, ooh, oh, ah, gotcha. I see what you did there. Kind of. <laughs> you move up to medium, well, and these are the teams that you know they're just they're trying they're trying really really hard, you know. They're not bad, but you got to chew it a little longer than you'd like before you can get to that next beautiful piece of steak. You know, these are the teams that are going to give you a fight, but when it comes down to it, they may be on the outside looking in or maybe in that double elimination area of the play-in tournament. The medium teams, they just exist. You know, they're a good team. There's nothing exciting about them. They're in there. They're probably going to get to the playoffs, so, you know, they might win around, possibly, maybe. Then you get to the stuff that people love. You know the good conversations, like how you're feeling about your steak tonight. Maybe you're feeling a little medium rare. You know, maybe you want to make sure you don't. You know, maybe you don't trust the chef all that well, so you don't want to give him the rights to make it rare. You know, but it's still going to get a really, really good steak. You know, it's gonna it's gonna compete with other steaks in other restaurants, and that's these teams that are going to make some trouble in the playoffs. They're gonna they're gonna give you a run for your money. We're talking long series. You're talking upsets. Those are the teams you're looking for. And then you got the rare. The upper echelon, the best steak, the one you're taking on date night, you're spending $100 for a cut, and you're so, so excited to brag about it, so juicy, so much flavor, the top-notch, the best of the best, rare, like a $2 bill, baby. That's what I'm talking about. These are the guys going to the finals. These are the guys that you look, and who are you seeing beating them? They are going to be contending for a championship, and that's who we're talking about when we talk about the rare breed.
0: So I got to, of course, ask you, when you go to a restaurant, what are you ordering?
1: If I know the restaurant, if I know the restaurant, I'm, I might get it rare. But nine times out of ten, I'm going to get it medium rare. You can't just trust every cook, man. You can't trust every chef to go in and make it rare. Some people don't understand that. Take them from somebody who worked in a kitchen. Not everybody knows how to make a rare burger or a rare steak. So I get, I, I, I get I it know. medium rare.
0: I normally go medium rare as well, and I never even thought about the whole the whole like trusting your kitchen type of thing. So you know what, chat, drop your steak recommendations in there. Hey, AJ's cooking yeah. them up here. So AJ, I know you might have a list here of, of teams and, and and the direction where you want to go here, but because we're talking about medium rare, and we're ta- and that's okay. on the mind here, and that's where that's where we want to be. Give me your first team that fits that medium rare description that you have there. Mm-hmm. Medium rare.
1: So we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the Eastern Conference. We're actually, and I'm not gonna be a homer, but we're gonna start with my Atlanta Hawks. I'm I, that's my medium rare squad right here. I'm actually really really happy about what the Hawks have been able to do this season. They made a lot of great off moves, grabbing Bogdan Bogdanovich. They had Rajon Rondo for a little bit, and we enjoyed him. Danilo Gallinari has been a great addition of a veteran leadership for that locker room. And it's starting to show that the guys they brought over have had an effect. We talked about this today in the chat, when we were talking football about players that come in and change the culture and the players and the veterans that came into the Atlanta Hawks have changed the culture. The small amount of time we had Ray John Rondo has changed the culture. Danilo Gallinari come in and change the culture. Bogdan Bogdanovich changed the culture to the fact where you're having these guys who aren't really playing and they're still, the Hawks are still winning games. We were out last night uh, playing the uh, Raptors. Great game, great ending. Didn't have Trey Young, their superstar, their all-pro point guard. Didn't have him, averaging 25, can shoot from anywhere on the court. Didn't have John Collins, his partner in crime, the dude he loves to throw loops to. Didn't have Cam Reddish, the young rookie, from, not rookie, the young second year from Duke, a stud, absolute player. DeAndre Hunter, didn't have him. So many players were out and yet these Hawks are stepping up left and right. Bogdan Bogdanovich dropped to the bench a couple games ago because there's so much talent around him. He comes in, and now he's dropping 23 points, hitting from the logo like he is Trey Young. We've won seven of the last eight games and against talent that normally the Hawks would have issues against. So I'm really liking what they can do, but I don't know if they can fit themselves into a fourth quarter with some of the top-tier talent in the league. I think that they would get into a very heated battle with the Celtics, and I think they're still a little too young to really get over that hump. So I do think they'll make some noise in the playoff. I think they'll win around. They could sneak out a second if they really have everybody there and everybody healthy. Uh, but I don't think they're – in the East, it's going to be really hard to not be one of those rare teams mm. or to mm. be one of those rare teams, mm. I guess I should say.
0: I, I, do, I do like me some Trey Young. I do like me some Trey Young. I think sure. I, I wanted him to be a Nick. I back in the way back when I wanted him to be a Nick. Okay, that's that is what I wanted. But AJ, so y- you brought up the Boston Celtics. Okay, mm-hmm. I, 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 that that name to me is synonymous with basketball. We talked about their logo. We talked about everything. They're synonymous with basketball. Syn- synonymous with success here. Where are they when you enter the kitchen? I feel like they're your, they're the class, like they're that classic steak. Okay. Like when I, when I go to, when I go to a a restaurant and I look down the menu, there's like that, there's that one classic type of steak that you can get there. The Boston Celtics, I feel like are that when you're ordering the Boston Celtics, where are they on your scale?
1: I am actually really sad that I have to do what I'm about to do. The last time we talked basketball, we had my buddy from the 4th and 20 Sports Podcast on, Max Todd, and at that point in time, the Celtics were not looking good, and I called them pretenders, and he reminded me when Marcus Smart got back, they would be a problem, which I agreed. I said from the jump that Marcus Smart and our being there has helped them, or has hurt them, but now I look at the Celtics team, and I have to tell you that I think they are rare. I think that they have as good a chance as anybody else to get to the finals. It's going to be really hard. And I will not be surprised if once they go up against a team like the Nets, they can't get over the hump. But the way they have been playing as of late, the way I expect them to continue playing over this last month, I think they are in a rare breed. I think they have as good a chance as anybody in the East. They are—they got 18 games left. Nine of them are at home. They've won six of their last seven games. This team has, they just overtook the heat for the fifth spot in the, in the West last night. We'll talk about them a little bit. This game, this game against the Blazers the other night was epic for them. Kemba Walker's finally stepping up. He had his first 20-point performance in the last six games. Jason Tatum is a man amongst boys, and he's only 23. He is on another level. He should get clutch, tatted on his wrist, because the shots this man hit. Do you remember we were on a video conference the first night of the NBA, and I had you watch this shot from him over Giannis Antetokounmpo when he hit that game win, but... That was one of two times when I looked at Jason Tatum throwing up a shot and went, "Why are you doing that?" And then he
0: made it and said, "That's why." And the other night was the same reason. I I, Just I do go ahead. I do remember. I do remember that. That that was like I, I remember that was like what kind of hooked me into bat. Like kind of that was one of those first my first baby steps into the game of basketball. Yeah. When you sent me that clip and when I when I watched that down and I remember your reaction. But go on, continue with your Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum stepping
1: up. He, he's, he's hit that level of superstar. He's on the way to being a superstar already, but he's hit that level of superstar. Just dropped a career high 53 points the other night on 64% shooting from the field. That is ridiculous. 64% is real good, but to do it with 53 points? Come on, I'm saying. He's uh, last five games averaging 29.6, 8.4 rebounds, 49% from the field, and he's got help. His partner, his duo, Jalen Brown is a monster. He is the perfect person to pair with Jason Tatum. And the way that they get down on that court, it's it's wreaking havoc on the Eastern Conference. And then the best move, that man right there, Robert Williams the third. They traded Daniel Tice, got him out of there, and they're letting Robert Williams take over and become the big man they really need down there. He's really young, got a lot of great talent, and he can hold down the paint. This team is going to be problems. This team is going to be problems in the postseason. And now they have postseason experience. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That, that loss against the Heat last year that hurt, that hurt. They were right there, and they and they lost it. And I think that's going to play a factor this year. I'm I'm a little high on the Celtics now.
0: Are they going to be able? Like, I mean, obviously the Nets are like the big. I, mean, I don't I don't think we're talking about the Nets tonight. Yeah, no, we're not talking about the Nets tonight. But like, nah. are they? Like, I feel like with basketball, man. Like, this is one of the things that drive. I'm not going to get into that. One of the things that I, is a concern for me with basketball is the fact that it's top-heavy and there's you just don't see, like you enter the playoffs, you're like, okay, it's going to be the, like back in the day, it was always like, all right, playoffs started, but realistically it's going to be the Warriors and it's going to be the Cavs or whatever team LeBron's on out in the East. Is it like <laughs> yeah. that in the East right now when it's like with with the, when you talk of the Celtics that they're this hype team and they're, they're a very good team, B- based off the way you were talking about them, I'm, I'm buzzing on them. I'm buzzing on the Celtics yeah. right now. But is it a is it a foregone conclusion that this is the Nets in the East, or is a team like the Celtics able to knock off a team like the Nets? Sadly, I have to
1: say I can't say foregone conclusion for the Nets, only because I do see Philly giving them a little bit of problems. If they do get up against Celtic, the Celtics, I could see the Nets in six. You know, I could see the I could see the Boston Boston taking at least two, um, but. It's a little different than before. I mean, you do have those teams. The Nets, we knew the Nets were coming. But you think about last year, the Nets were the seven seed, you know? So it's not like, once again, here we are, the Nets are right at the top. But in the Eastern Conference, it normally is the 76ers as of late. It's been the Bucks as of late. The Hawks haven't been there about four or five years. Uh, the Hornets are in a playoff. Your Knicks are in a playoff. But, you know, like you said. Wait a second. Get, wait a second. The Knicks have the, a there's playoff spot right it. now? Well, they're sitting at eight, so they're in the play-in tournament as of right now, and you know they are sitting right with the uh, right with the Hornets, tied with the Hornets, and to get to that six they are half a game behind the Heat, and the Heat. I mean, we we could segue to the Heat if you like. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's 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 just wait. So hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. So you're you're your saying could, your could, there's a chance your Knicks could. Get themselves into a solid playoff spot and avoid the play-in tournament.
0: They could. I don't. I, I don't think you have the Knicks on here. But if you were to, if you were I to, to if you were to cook the Knicks, where are you putting them? If I was to cook the Knicks, I would
1: put them at medium well. Like they're good. They're good, but you got to chew them a little longer than you desire. You know, we're we're happy for the Knicks. We're happy for the direction it's going, and not because we're Knicks fans. You might be, but but the well, Knicks is a franchise the NBA needs. So for them to be in playoff contention and having the season right now, you ask me the Knicks aren't a success, you know, and if they continue in this direction, it's really good for them. Part of me kind of wants them to fall out, you know, just so they can get another year of a good player. And I think they really need that, but I I can see them being in the play in tournament and you would enjoy watching them in the play in tournament or, you know, if they get out of it and they do get in the playoffs, sorry, though, you're going up against the 76ers or the nets and, that may not end well for you. There's still a lot right. of youngness in that squad. So,
0: so you're saying there's not a chance if they end up playing <laughs> well, like the Sixers with it?
1: There's a chance they get a playoff spot. There's not a chance that they're going to the finals. This ain't 99 with Willis Reed and Chokey Sprewell and all that. So
0: <laughs> Chokey Spreewell. what? That's a, That was a name?
1: No, his, oh, no, no. <laughs> his name was Latrell Sprewell and uh, oh, me and my don't brother don't he, uh, he like, had an, alter- like, he, he had an altercation he had an altercation he had an altercation with the coach on the sideline and he literally started choking his coach and so me and my brother started calling him Choky Sprewell and that name just kind of never left me what, when I think of Latrell uh, Sprewell
0: so just as a tease for later on in the final countdown, when we oh, we might have to have a quick final countdown. Maybe the final countdown will literally just be us watching that video and, li- and live reacting to that video. <laughs> but but to go back to where where we were here with with the in the kitchen here, talk about heat heating up in the kitchen. You brought up the heat. Tell me about the heat. This,
1: this one, this one kind of hurts, man. Uh, you know, Miami Heat. NBA Finals team last year. They had an um, improbable run. People loved it. People enjoyed it. And they made a great move. I was really excited for them when they got Victor Oladipo.
0: Go this ahead. Has been, this, I feel like this is a roller coaster team here. Like, if there was a definition of a roller coaster team in, in any type of sport, it'd be like the Miami Heat. Because, like, I feel like at the beginning, we were just talking about how down we were about the Heat, that they're not there. And then it started picking up. And then really now it's starting to pick up here. So sorry to interrupt, but I, I feel like no,
1: that's you're good. Thing. Well, the the thing for me is that I haven't seen, and this is one of the first years I can say this with Eric Sposter being at the helm. I haven't seen an improvement from last year's team. You would think one of the big excitements of the Miami heat last season was they were able to do what they did at a barrage of shooting three pointers with really good defense. And all of their players were really, really young. So you would think that this experience would really set them up for some great success coming into this season. And so far, it hasn't transpired. The beginning of the season for a lot of teams, I'm not counting. COVID was rampaging through the NBA to start. A lot of teams, Miami Heat being one, had to miss a lot of players and miss a lot of games. But now when we're in the thick of it, and that's not the case so much, we're seeing these guys kind of fall through. And a lot of the issues being with their big man, Bam Adebayo is a stud but he doesn't have the help he needs. They have a rookie in Precious Achiuwa, and he's, he's stepping up, he's developing, but other than that, they don't have much around. And once those big men get tired, the beasts of the East, you know, you're know, you thinking uh, Joel Embiid, you're thinking um, Robert Williams III, Kevin Durant, who you can call a big because he's seven foot and will play some defense, are starting to shut these guys down. And then Victor Oladipo came in and was really, I thought, was going to help this squad progress. You know, he, he was getting back to form on that Houston Rockets team, started averaging 20 points a game, two steals a game, doing all the things that a Miami Heat team needed from a Victor Oladipo, athleticism, offense, and then defense on the other side, right next to Jimmy Butler putting up buckets. And then he got hurt. And then they blew out the Blazers. You're like, okay, they'll be okay. And then they lost to the Phoenix Suns, who are a really good team, number two in the West. But they lost to the Suns on a night where their best players in Chris Paul and Devin Booker only combined for 17 points. And if you're a team that is serious about really trending upward, that's not something that can happen. If you've forced those guys into an off night, then this is your night to shine. And I know DeAndre Ayton for the Phoenix Suns is getting better, but bam out of bio, like this is the year you were supposed to put your your name in for superstar, and you're getting handled by some of these teams. So I think that I think that they are. How do I say? I think that they're <laughs> in the playoffs. I don't know that they're going to make any noise. Uh, I think I think they just exist. <laughs> you know, I I think they're I think they just exist. They're just they,
0: so they're part-time. just there. And, and again, I feel like I feel like this is one of those things with like the playoffs and like the East. It, it, we'll get into the West in just a second, but like yeah. I feel like it's the Nets. It, uh, the Nets. The Nets would be like that prime. That prime time. Prime that prime, prime. stake right have, there. Right. That prime rib. Yeah, but you don't. Sure. The, you, the don't Nets, the, you don't have the Nets listed, but that would be where they are,
1: right? Here, here, here's what I can say quickly for the Nets. I love what they're doing, regardless of how anybody wants to see it. They're actually playing for the first seed in the East right now, as we speak. Philadelphia is up one twelve to ninety seven, but they're playing without Kevin Durant. Uh, I think they're playing without James Harden. Kyrie may have came back. I never got the solidifies on that, but uh, I love what they're doing. This is a big game. I hate this fact of it because it's a big game. People want to see it. So Kevin Durant being out, that sucks, right, for fans who want to watch. But if there's anyone the Nets really do have to worry about, it's Kevin Durant. And the Nets have barely had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving on the court at the same time. And the reason I love it is because when it comes time for the playoffs, everyone's talking about the defense they don't have, but they're not going to have an idea how to handle this offense. And I and I I know it's horrible not to have your players on the court. I understand that. But as far as let me go ahead and play a little bit of mind games, I think that's really going to play a part when the playoffs start and these guys start going to work. When Kyrie Irvin's on the court, James Harden's on the court, Kevin Durant's on the court. Yeah, there's only one ball, and trust me, they all know what to do with it. So the Nets, the Nets are going to be Kyrie did play tonight. Okay. He he still bugs me. He's he's been out for personal reasons way too often. I can't, I can't handle it really
0: upset. So it's like <laughs> it's like the Nets to me seem like the Chiefs of the of the NFL like where there's just so much offense it really doesn't matter what their defense looks like. Although the Chiefs had a defense and that's what yeah. helped them win that Super Bowl, but like with the Nets it's like you look at them almost like that Chiefs team where it's like we don't, it doesn't matter what our defense does. You're not going to be able right. to stop our offense. So let's go over to the West though. Let's, let's, let's head on over to the West. And we talked earlier about the, the Mavericks and uh, Luka Doncic not being happy about the play in round. So give me your temperature head into the kitchen with the Dallas Mavericks.
1: Mm. Mm. Hot take alert.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, uh, I don't have, I can just give you this when it, when it wants to play. It's just,
1: if you put money, money, money on right now, <laughs>
0: no.
1: Hot uh, take alert to me: the mav, the Mavericks are well done. Stick a fork in them. Oh, the Mavericks are well done. I, I'm shocked that I have to say this, but outside of Kyrie, of uh, Kyrie Irving, outside of Luka Doncic, and whenever Christoph Porzingis is playing, they don't have enough. And I thought this was a team after having a great season last year would really step up and be in this upper echelon top four of the Western Conference. And that hasn't happened. And I tried to find out, I was like, why? Why is this happening? And it seems like there's no chemistry there. It seems like they are now trying to run this whole entire organization through Luka Doncic, which in a way is the right move. But I don't know if it's mentally affecting the other players on the team. Like they don't feel like they're enough of a piece. So they kind of shut down a little bit. The other night, the Mavericks, had, uh, the Mavericks had, what was that, I think five players or maybe three players put up a field goal in the first quarter. You can't have that. Only three players scoring in the first quarter. You need, you need to come out of the gates hot, especially in the Western Conference. The other big deal for me with the Mavs is their big men just aren't doing it. If Kristaps Porzingis isn't there, there's no defense. There's barely offense when he's not there. They had five big men score eight points the other night. And in a conference where you have to go up against Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, even DeAndre Ayton, if you don't have any big man presence, you're going to have an issue trying to contend with the Beasts of the West. And the last thing is, we understand the NBA is a three-point game now. The Mavericks are trying to live by the three-point line, but they are also dying by the three-point line. Because when they don't hit the three-point shot, they don't know what else to do. They're only 17th in the in the league at the three-pointer. literally dead average. When they aren't hitting it, they don't know what to do. They don't understand how to get to the basket. And that's when your big men are supposed to come in and take over, and that hasn't been happening. So if they can't find a way to right the ship and figure out how to be better on both ends of the court, uh, to have your big men put some dominance down low when Kristaps isn't there or when Luca's having an off night, which has happened, they're not going to go anywhere. They may get into the playoff tournament and see themselves bounce, and then you'll see Luca and Mark Cuban crying more about the play-in tournament. So, I am frozen on here. On yeah, yeah I, I can see you move. Am I moving? Uh, I guess maybe it was late. Oh, that's sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm. Su- I am super late. It's because I'm. It's because I'm uh loading stuff up in the dock here. But uh, that makes it. And that's. Uh, I maybe that's why Luke is all all afraid about about the the playing round. Little reminder. This is AJ's kitchen. We are in, we are, we've entered it, man. I, just, I, I love this, man. I've been so hyped about this graphic. <laughs> so hyped about this entering your kitchen here. Uh, but there's another team that I, I've, I've, there's a lot of talk about. There's a lot of talk about a certain player on this team and how he should be getting MVP considerations. Mm. And that is Damian Lillard and his Portland trailblazers. So I've walked into the kitchen, AJ. I've opened that door. Okay. I've went to the mm. chef and I say, Hey, I want my Portland Trailblazers. What?
1: Uh, you want your Portland Trailblazers medium, medium, <laughs> and I and and I wanted to say medium well, and it hurts. This one hurts too. Not 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 like the Mavericks hurt, but it was just hard. It was just weird for me to say it. But the Blazers, the reason I have to say medium is because they have Dame Lillard. Otherwise, I'd be saying medium well. And it just seems like they haven't been on the same page as they were before. You know, they they were playing decent when they got C.J. McCollum was out and Yusuf Nurkic was out. When they got back, C.J. McCollum, he stepped up. C.J. McCollum returned to form. He's still playing quite well. But Yusuf Nurkic hasn't gotten his feet back under him. He hasn't been playing like the guy they need down low. He's averaging just 8.5 points and 7.5 rebounds. And as a big man of his caliber with the footwork that he has, with the motions he has down low, That's not going to get it done. Carmelo Anthony, their veteran presence, he's up and down. He's had some great games, and then he had some zero-point games and three-rebound games. That's not going to get it done. So I put a medium because at any point in time, we've seen Damian Lillard put this team on their back, on his back, drop 50 back-to-back-to-back games, and they win games that way. Plus, even though I loved Gary Trent Jr. for this team, and they traded him because he was going to demand much money and he'd be worth it, I love the addition of Norman Powell. He is a great wing for this team and someone that CJ and Dame can put their trust in. He hits big shots. I mean, the other night, you know, they got into a 116 to 115 uh, final score battle with the Celtics. And Jason Tatum, in all his glory, hit that side step three with seven seconds. Norman Powell came back in after the timeout, no sweat off his back, dropped another big three to put them right back in it. So I, I think that they have... I think they know what they want to do. I think they know what they need to do. I don't know if they'll be able to get it done if Yusuf Nurkic can't get it together and if Carmelo Anthony can't get it together. As small as those names can be, based on everybody else, they're big role players for this team, and they really need them to step up. So I'm going to have to say medium right now. They, they just kind
0: of exist. In in today's in in today's NBA. I don't think you can survive on just one player with like the super teams that we have now and everyone loaded up. I mean, you talk about the Nets, and how many, how much star power they have. They go into the West and there's a lot of stack teams over there in the West. Uh, you can't just survive on one player as, as good as Damian Lillard has been, which he's been phenomenal. You just can't, you can't you can't have team success through that. and That that was a trending thing today was team success here at the rough guy. We were talking about earlier. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good.
1: You're good. That's not what I was laughing at, but you know, that's what makes Dane so special though. No, he's not going to win a title by himself. You're right. You're not going to be able to do that in the NBA, but he'll upset some teams by himself. There are teams that were slated to go much further in the NBA playoffs before and Dane by himself sent them home just to go out himself. So, that that's a part of it, and that's why you know I couldn't say medium well because when you got
0: Dame Lillard, to an extent, you got a chance. That's that's fair. Is he is he your MVP? I want to I want to kind of briefly talk about the MVP race at the end of all this. But is he an MVP?
1: He has fizzled out of that conversation, unfortunately. Oh, as as okay. good as good as Damian Lillard is, there's just too many better options uh and on you know the big part of it and we'll talk about this a little bit as well the better options are also on winning teams and right now at the sixth spot in the west and tra- trending in the wrong direction i don't think you can give it to him and it's so sad he was in for sure but i think he's fizzled out of it a little bit that's
0: unfortunate i like the guy i like the guy. i like his quote cool commercials as well that's uh that's oh, say- 24 Dude, every time i hear that commercial i hear you in my head saying yeah. that and i say it like that in front of my pe- in front of my co-workers and then it's like what why are you saying what 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 does this commercial have anything to do with any of our lives and i'm like you just wouldn't understand you wouldn't understand
1: yeah you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> maybe you should so, watch the rough cut you would get it
0: that's really what i should be saying i got chris on board chris is here man he's loving it so but let's 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 roll out the rest of this Western Conference here. The Denver Nuggets are a team that I've been kind of hearing about. The uh, what his name is uh, Jamal Murray. He just got hurt, oh. correct? Oh, he just got yeah. hurt. And yeah, and that's a big blow. So I want to ask you the question: Before Jamal Murray got hurt, where were they? And now that Ooh. Jamal Murray is hurt, where are they now? <sighs>
1: Before before the Jamal Murray injury, they were medium rare. I know they've had some troubles, but they were really putting it together. Nikola Jokic has been on a tear. He's he's up there at the very top for the MVP conversation. And the way he and Jamal Murray play together is just so hard to stop. Uh, they brought Aaron Gordon on, which was a great, great addition. Uh, putting him next to Michael Porter Jr. allows Michael Porter Jr. to do a couple different things. Before the injury, they were medium rare. I think they're just medium now. You know, I think they're still good enough. They have a good surrounding to uh, make the playoffs, possibly win around, depending on who they're matched up with. But you got to remember it's the Western Conference, and that's a hard conference to play in. And uh, with uh, no Murray and acquiring Aaron Gordon, they also gave up a lot of their guards. So not having Jamal Murray anymore, they don't have a lot of depth there. You know, you're you're talking about Will Barton. You're talking about P.J. Dozer. Now, hopefully there's news out there that they're looking to sign Austin Rivers, which would be a great addition. Austin Rivers can really play, but he's not a take your franchise to the next round of the playoffs type of point guard. He's just a great vet who can create a shot and create for others as well, which is what you need. But there's not enough depth there at the guard position, which means Nikola Jokic is going to have to solidify his MVP candidacy by playing out of this world to make a deep run in the playoffs. So I think they're just medium right now. And and that that might be generous if, if Nikola Jokic can't pick up the slack from where Jamal Murray leaves off. So it's a big blow. It's a huge blow. They even, even as cautious as you would be on this team going into the playoffs because of what you've seen before in this season, you know when they got to the playoffs because they do it every year that they find a way to win these tough games and they find a way to be there in the second and possibly third round of the playoffs. And I, I, th- I see them fighting for a first round win right now.
0: That kind oh, of hurt. Kinda, it hurt so, there's been a lot, so there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of, like a lot of hurtful, hurt, hurtful teams. Well, the, here. Murray,
1: the Murray injury was what hurt. That's what hurt.
0: I've Seeing honestly, I, I never, I never heard of that guy uh, until I heard about the injury. Realistically, uh, like I, I've like, never. He's like your Austin Matthews. Really? Maybe.
1: Yeah. I was going to say maybe you're Nathan McKinney, but that might be like he Nathan McKinney, you would say, is the second best in the league,
0: right? Well, Austin Matthews is top five in the league as well.
1: Jamal Murray's like your Austin Matthews. He, he he really came on strong last season, especially in the bubble. He and Donovan Mitchell, your boy Spider, they put on a playoff series for the ages. They had two games, I think. I think it was two games where they both dropped 50 in that game. Like, going on Uh, going against each other, like an absolute battle. It was the hypest thing I've seen in so entirely long. And uh, some of the things this man can do with the ball, like there was this move he did last season where he got to the basket and he got forced to the left side and both the big men were coming to block it. And I don't know how this man did it. The rim's here. He found a way over here to come back and put that thing up. And literally everybody on Twitter, the, the commentators, myself was like, Called him a Jordan-esque move. It looked exactly like when wow. Jordan like switched hands, and it was it was just. He's so good. He's so good. Impressive, and he Impressive. Really steps up in clutch moments. And to lose him at this point of the season is a blow. You know, if he, if this was three weeks ago, even you had time to acclimate somebody else to the role of having to step up. But now getting Aaron Gordon, not having the depth at point guard, and it being so close to the playoffs, and
0: you're really trying to solidify a spot. It's a huge blow. Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's tough. That's tough, especially around now. You, you need it for the push, but there is one team in the West, AJ. There is one, in my opinion, very dominant team when at, at full strength, I should say and that's right. the los angeles lakers so you talk about i talked about the boston celtics being that uh that prime rib that prime steak when you walk in there you order the most expensive steak why do you keep that i get your burping when you do that <laughs> i didn't burp but like that was a. Uh, it it happens when
1: i don't have the this screen up and i can't just hit mute so my my Got normal it. thought process it's the burp like i normally do and i was like that's why uh, i stopped I didn't I like, that's not
0: working why are you doing uh, that <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. well I'm the little. los angeles lakers is the last team on our list here that we are talking about and they to me are the real deal when at full strength when they're not uh, there's a big question mark there's a big question mark so aj heading into the playoffs maybe into the finals where do you have the los angeles lakers
1: like a two dollar bill, baby. They're rare. This team is rare. And they they wouldn't even have made this list much like the Nets if they were at full strength. And the reason being is because we know what they are. The fact that LeBron and a d are getting to to sit out is okay for me unless a d can't get this Achilles uh, tightness under wraps. If he comes back and is compromised, you know, you may be looking at medium rare, but, we're looking at Le- uh, LeBron possibly coming back in three weeks. We're looking at AD coming back in a week and a half, maybe two. And once that happens, this team gets to gel, they're going to they're gonna look exactly like you expect them to racing to the finals of the Western Conference. Now, what's fun about this is because of how they've slipped, they're in the fifth spot right now. But they've won six of their last 12 games, sitting at 500 in the last 12 games. But they're beating the teams they're supposed to, and they're losing against the top teams without their top guys except the Nets who they just thrashed the other night and they had nobody. There was no Kyle Kuzma. There was no LeBron, no AD. Uh, I think uh, Dennis Schroeder, I think he got ejected. Yeah. He got ejected that game and they just thrashed the Nets. They beat them by double digits. It was bad. But other than that, you know, they lost one of the, to Philly, but then they beat the Pelicans. They lose one. to They play the Celtics tomorrow. I expect them to lose that game, but they play almost exactly like they do when LeBron is there. They understand their game. You've seen a lot of their, their games where at the end of uh, the fourth quarter, even when LeBron and AD are there, you're like, wow, this Lakers team is down by 15. What's going on? And they haven't even started to sweat yet because they know when they can flip that switch. And once they're in the fourth quarter, they know how to get that run. They get the third run that they need. You got to win two out of three runs in a basketball game. And they normally get that last run, and that one's so important. And even without LeBron and AD, they've done that. There's been a couple of games where I saw them down by 20 going into the fourth. I was like, yeah, that hurts when there's no LeBron, no AD. And then Kyle Kuzma steps up. And then Dennis Schroeder steps up. And by the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter, they're either right there tied or they've gotten the lead somehow. And they're winning these gritty games. And that's without LeBron or AD. So when they get there,
0: we expect to see the Lakers right there in the finals. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why it, it seems like we're just that's why I said in the beginning. It just seems like we're heading towards a Lakers Nets final, but it's going to be a fun ride to get there. That's for sure. I'm excited. You're excited. Things are heating up. I'm very happy we took our first stroll to AJ's kitchen. Is there any other teams that you needed to, uh, that you wanted to discuss here before we wrap things up?
1: Uh, I mean, let's see what teams am I hot on right now? I do, think, I do think this will be interesting. This is what the other thing I meant to say. Uh, the Clippers, there's a chance that the Lakers falling is going to shake up the Western Conference for a lot of other teams. And this is why it may be a little hard to give some of these guys the medium or the medium well, because if the Lakers and Clippers play in the first round, we're knocking out a team that can beat everybody. The Clippers have that capability. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA right now. Paul George is coming on as of late, dropping 30 in, I think, his last five games or something of that nature. They've won six or seven in a row. Kawhi Leonard is posterizing and bodying people. And if they play in the first round, whoever loses, that ties up a lot of space for a team like the Blazers if they're still in it, a team like the Suns who people don't think can get to the finals because the Clippers and the Lakers, Uh, or a team like the Jazz who, yeah, they sit in the top spot right now, but a lot of people are questioning if that's legit. So if the Lakers continue to fall before LeBron and AD get back, and we get treated to a first round between the Clippers and the
0: Lakers, Oh boy. I'll <laughs> be pretty hyped. That'd be ooh pretty boy. exciting. That'd be very, very, uh, very, very exciting. Oh, wait. Oh, one of my buddies just joined for the first time. This is one of my good, good <laughs> friends, man. One of my best <laughs> friends of all time joining the show here. This guy, honestly, dating back here, and I'm sorry, this is uh, going way, way back here to when I first started podcasting. Way 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 back when okay I've known this kid since like high school way back when but I got my feet About wet first in podcasting on a show called Power Play 904 with my boys here Connor was one of them his brother Amish Mike was one of them as well my brother I mean there was just a lot of hype okay and uh I'm happy he's in I'm happy he's in here I'm I'm, I'm happy thank you welcome I appreciate you appreciate you but that's it. That's really it for the show. Up.
1: There's one more. There's one more team because it's important, and we didn't get to get to it because of the, uh, you know, the time constraints. And I know we did got to. I'll make it. Through. Did I was it on the doc? No. Did I miss it? No. Well, it was in the players section. Uh, this is one of the things we talked
0: about. Um, the Warriors oh, yeah. and Steph and Curry. Oh, oh, oh! Hold that thought. Yeah. Are you hot on Steph Curry? I am hot on Steph Curry. I I'll am. give you there's going to be two options here. There's going to be two options. Because of time and well, one's because of time and one's because it it's your it's our show and you can do whatever the hell you want. Either you <laughs> say your thoughts on Steph Curry for TikTok, for a TikTok video to get people buzzing on TikTok or you can say now because it's your show.
1: You know what? No, that was a great idea. I'm 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 going to put it on TikTok. I'll say this: Steph Curry may not get MVP because they're tenth seed right now, but he's more than likely getting that scoring title. He just passed Wilt Chamberlain for for the all time scoring list for the Warriors. Uh, he leads and oh, it's it's epic. Go look up Steph Curry's stats on this season and where he's sitting in the all time records. That's what you need to know. I will. I'll, I'll definitely do a Steph Curry TikTok video. That'll be fun. Oof. I knew you were. If he, I, if I he was in the Sixers' pit spot, he would be my MVP. He's that good right now.
0: That's impressive, man. That's impressive, and and, and I mean. Maybe for Funny Games Friday, you and I will dive back into this MVP talk because there's a lot of chatter that we're gonna have to get into with that. Uh, But I appreciate you understanding with the time. You're not. I mean, realistically here, what we just basically established is that you are going to want to create a TikTok, even if you don't have one. Because like honestly, where we're at right now, none of us had TikToks until now. Okay. Yeah. But you're gonna want to download a TikTok, make a TikTok account just for. us okay follow about the
1: when we get on there we have these these thought processes and we drop these videos it's like right when we're thinking about that situation so you're getting raw feel you're getting hype like when we're buzzing about something it's not we we prepared we have our stuff together this is just like you know what i'm thinking about boom like boom the video they're they're fun videos like go grab a tiktok you don't have to create anything and there's some funny stuff on there so uh Jump in and grab those TikToks. They're pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm golf clap, golf clap, <laughs> golf
0: clap. <laughs> Aaron, you have to say this. You're a part of the show. You're under contract and obligated to say this, but we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the rough cut sports cast here. I am sorry, everybody. I'll give you a, we'll get, yeah. we'll do a ten minute final countdown. Okay. We'll do a real quick final countdown. AJ, if you're down for that. We yeah, both man, got homework. Yeah, yeah. I know. Both I know, got homework here. Are you good for a 10 minute final countdown? Real quick. Rapid fire, we, rapid. We, we, rapid fire, final countdown. We, we, we can do a rapid fire. You got to get your questions in right now. Right can now. Get, your, get questions your questions in right, in right now. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. I'll roll through this real quick. That's not it. Right here. Follow us at the Rough Cut underscore Sports on Twitter, on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports, and on the gram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Like, follow subscribe we are brought to you by halftime sports collectibles we are brought to you by the belly up sports network and of course the biggest one of all it's yeti folks head on over to yeti.com through that link that we give you and there is free customization for the next what april 5th through the 24th is that something that i, did I get it right
1: for yeti no april buddy. 15th <laughs> april 15th
0: through, april 15th the, 24th? through the 20th, ah, through the 20th. 20th. Got it. whoopsies whoopsies uh go whoopsies. check it out
2: the
0: get your yeti merchandise thanks and courtesy of the rough cut sports cast we're on the race to 1k invite your friends adios turd nuggets